0: Hello everyone and we are at episode 29 of the second season of Going Beyond Salvation and this is your host Jess Robinson and so um we'll just see how this podcast goes today. I know we'll be talking about Mary and her Jesus's mother and her encounter with with the angel. That'll kind of be our main focus. We'll also talk about Psalm 39 and um just the things from that as well. But and I think it'll all end up tying together, but we'll start off with numbers and we're in numbers 34 and it's talking about the ba- boundaries to Canaan and the Lord was setting you know they're about ready to go into Canaan. This is the promised land. This is what has been promised to to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and and now they're they're going into the promised land and The Lord is setting out the boundaries of, of, you know, what is to happen when, when they conquer this territory and, you know, and I think we, you know, we look at the details and we kind of get lost because we're like, what does this have to do with the Bible? And it's hard because you kind of look at genealogies and you go, really, why do I need to know? every name of every child in this person's family and but there's more to it when we look at this there's so much more about what is allotted to to the Israelites and what it is is you know one the Lord's preparing them for for this promise and that's something that we can take in our own lives is that the Lord prepares us for, for where he's going to place us. And, and, you know, he has a specific calling in our lives, you know, our lives are not here to be wasted. There's no unimportant job in God's kingdom. And he puts us in a place, you know, he, you know, there's, there's Christians that are lawyers, there's Christians that are doctors. There are Christians that go into ministry and you know we're all called to be witnesses even in our own jobs and you know some I've met some of the best doctors who are Christians and you know I've met you know some of the best lawyers and you know some of the lawyers that you know most of the lawyers that are Christians They really look into the Bible and they see where the law came from. You know, a lot of the laws, especially here in the United States, they see a lot where our freedoms and, and, you know, our rights came from in, in the Bible and they make the best attorneys because they know the origins of the law. And, and so, and they have a lot of compassion as well for, for their clients and, you know, and, you know, yes, attorneys do get a bad rap, you know, that thinking that, you know, they're greedy, but I've met Christian attorneys and, and we're seeing a lot more of them come out, you know, as in these days, you know, as, as believers are having to fight for their rights, but, you know, continuing on, you know, God prepares us for, for the journey he's going to put us on. He prepares us you know, he prepares us in his word, you know, when you're getting into the word, and you're reading the Bible, you're getting prepared, you know, because when, especially when trials and tribulations come, you know, in your life, you know, no matter what it is, there's, the Bible has an answer for it. And when we're praying scripture, you know, it's, we're praying God's words over the situation. We're putting, letting God take control of that situation. So that's the thing is God prepares us for the journey. And, and that's what he was doing for him. He was preparing them. And then also it was foretelling, you know, he was saying, this is the promise. It's for sure. You know, it's, it's kind of like a kid on Christmas You know, the parent buys the the Christmas present ahead of time because, and that kid, you know, is sitting there antsy about, you know, Christmas, wanting to open the present early and begging mom and dad, but they have that gift for sure. It's just given to them at the right time, which is Christmas day, you know, or in some traditions, yeah, Christmas Eve, but you know. Be, beside the point is given at the right time and God had, you know, he knew this was the time for them to go and, and he had it. They had this for sure. Now it was up to them to faithfully step out in obedience and take the land. And we'll see that they aren't obedient later, later on in, in, in the Bible, we're going to see they're not obedient. And that's the way with God, with the gifts that we have, is God free, you know, the spiritual gifts, he freely gives, and we just have to step out in faithful obedience and be willing for him to, to use us. And we'll talk about those spiritual giftings as we go further in the New Testament, when we get into first Corinthians and we'll just continue to go over those, um, so, you know, just going over all of this, it's, you know, those gifts are freely given, we just have to step out in obedience, and, you know, God has prepared us, and, you know, like, I was having a conversation with some people, uh, yesterday and, you know, over messenger at the time that this is recorded, I'm not talking with people face to face due to social distancing, (laughs) but you know, there was some people feeling they felt so unqualified to witness to people. And it's like, no, you know, you are the one, you know, God prepared you and has chosen you to be the one to talk and witness to these people about Jesus. We're called. And you know, I've, I've talked about that, you know, and it's in Acts 1-8 that we are called to be witnesses. You know, not everybody is going to get a ministry license or certificate, but that doesn't exempt us from witnessing. All of us have a story, you know, we have a testimony to share to people and our testimony is, you know, it's, it's going to touch, you know, it, it may impact one person, but it doesn't impact another. But there's another believer that has a testimony that's going to impact that person, you know, each and every one of us has a testimony to share with somebody and God puts us in divine appointment with certain people. You know, and we just have to be faithful and obedient and live our lives as a witness, you know, and I'm sitting here like jumping for joy because, you know, I always like, I just had a hard time in Laramie because I felt, you know, and it's my personality type. I had felt when I moved away from my hometown of Powell, Wyoming to Laramie, Wyoming a couple years ago. I really felt worthless. Like, I just sat there. I'm like, my identity is gone. And God had to work on my identity that my identity is in Him. And that He's always, you know, that identity is going to stay the same no matter where I move. And, you know, when I got a job in Laramie, I ended up, you know, I didn't realize it, but it was God. You know, I hadn't originally been picked for the job. They had hired somebody else. Well, that person really wasn't working out. And I ended up getting a phone call just about when I was going to take another job. And I just felt a prompting by the Holy Spirit saying, no, you're taking this job. And lo and behold, it was the Lord working by divine appointment and the witness that I led in my life and even in my work ethic um, you know, really spoke to, to my manager who had walked away from the faith. And on Easter Sunday, I was rejoicing when, you know, I was looking on Facebook. I had gone on there to wish everybody happy Resurrection Sunday And she quoted John 3.16 on her Facebook. She used to not even put anything, you know, Christian-wise on her Facebook. And I, you know, and there had been a kind of a journey. And even when I moved back to Powell, it was like six months later, she had texted me saying, I know you'll pray for me and I really need prayer right now. And it was... I just sat there and I said, This is the Lord, you know, the Lord. And just, I was so excited knowing that just because I chose to be faithful and obedient to the Lord and stay true to myself, it ended up planting a seed in somebody and they ended up changing their life. And I sat there and I'm like, It makes you feel so good knowing that. You know, I didn't pray, pray the prayer of salvation with this person, but it's like, I still contributed, you know, you know, God, God still used me. And so that's how he is. And he's going to prepare us to, to reach to those people. And we just have to be willing, you know? And so that's what I got out of, um, Numbers chapter 34 and so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to jump into psalm 39 and we are back we are in psalm 39 and really when you think about some of these chapters and you know, the Bible's broken off into chapters and verses. It used to not be that way. And when you look at the Psalms and kind of really look at them, where Psalm 38 ends really isn't the end of Psalm 38. It jumps into Psalm 39 and they're kind of tied together. It's it's just a continuation of Psalm 38 where the psalmist, which is David, is feeling, you know, he's still under God's severe chastisement. And we talked about that in the last podcast. But what really stood out to me was in, in verses 4 through 6, he's he's talking, to, he's praying to the Lord to help him realize the brief span of life, of his life on earth, which is true. You know, when you think about our lives... You know, and I've said this as a believer, you know, death is not the end because it's another, you know, it leads to the doorway of heaven where we are for eternity. But we have to think about this life. You know, we go through life and people go, oh my gosh, why is, what is the purpose of life? And the thing about it is when we're believers, we, this is not our permanent home and we're just pilgrims you know this is a world that is filled with sin it is filled with corruption one day it's not going to be that way when jesus comes back you know you know after the tribulation you know sin's going to be gone and sickness is going to be gone you know, at, at one point, but beforehand, you know, before Jesus comes back, you know, here we are. And as believers, this is not our forever home. And so, and we only have one time to live this life. We only have one time, you know, I don't care what Buddhists and even Hindus believe, you know, that there's this thing called reincarnation. No, we only have one chance at this life and how we're going to choose to live it, you know, because the thing about it is, is especially when you're a believer, you're, how you look at things, especially when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you start looking at life differently. You know, you don't worry about the things that you used to worry about, like bills and you know, how am I going to make rent, or how am I going to make utilities? You know, that really doesn't come across my mind because it's going. You know, I just sit there going, "Well, you know, my my God's going to provide, you know, for everything that you know He's going to provide for the rent, He's going to provide for the utilities, He's going to provide for our groceries, you know, and I'm going to faithfully tithe to Him because that's His, you know, all of this is His, and I'm going to be obedient and joyfully give to him, but the thing about it is, is how do we live that life, you know, we have one chance to live that life, you know, we need to spend our days living for God, you know, in every single way, you know, like I've, I've been telling people the last few days, it's just like as the disciple, you know, the, not just, not the disciples, because what had happened in the early church when there was the persecution, the first part of the persecution at some point, everybody, all the Christians ended up having to leave Jerusalem, but it wasn't the apostles that had left Jerusalem, but the rest of the early church had fled. And, um, but wherever they fled, it was, you know the lord's hand was on them and they were going and preaching the word wherever they went the the gospel they were preaching jesus wherever they went and i you know it's really been speaking to my heart it's like no matter where i'm at you know even with like with coronavirus and everything shutting down it's like i have the answer which to the hope that i have which is jesus he heals us from coronavirus he heals our land you know and and it's like I have to share that with the world and so that's how we should be living our life as a witness of of God and and how Jesus has changed us you know which is a powerful testimony to people and you know living our life for God instead of living our life for the things of this world and pursuing these worldly things that really are just going to burn in the fire, we should pursue, you know, the treasures that are in heaven, you know, and treasures in heaven, practically, and which is souls, you know, and doing, you know, what the Lord wants us to do. And so we only have this one shot and, and that's what I got out of this psalm is we only have one shot in this life. So how, how are you going to live it? You know, and, you know, I know for sure, you know, since this whole coronavirus, it's like, it's put an urgency in my heart to share the gospel and, and it's been a critical time because, you know, as, you know, I stand up for my faith and my hope in Jesus and I'm quoting scripture yeah, there are those that are naysayers and they're going to try to bring, bring down the gospel during that time because they want people to live in fear. They want people to be so panicked and living in a shell. And I'm going, no, that's not how we should live. And so I continue on and I, I ignore those that, you know, try to bring fear and That's what I have to to say about that. And so so that's it for Psalm 39. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to jump to Luke. And we are back and we are in Luke chapter one. And last time we talked about Zechariah. And Elizabeth and now we jump in the story and see Mary is a a relative uh, to to Elizabeth and so Jesus and John the Baptist are actually cousins but Elizabeth it, it says in the sixth month God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married To a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, this virgin's name was Mary. Now, what it means by the six months? There's been speculation, but a lot of them, a lot of people believe, because if you take it into context of with Luke, is that six months later, which means Elizabeth was pregnant, and so six months later into her pregnancy. The angel Gabriel, the same angel that showed up to Zachariah, shows up to Mary. And, you know, Elizabeth and Zechariah's cousin. Or, or their relative, not cousin, their relative. But John the Baptist and Jesus were considered cousins when you think about it. What it was, was Mary. And we meet Mary and this story is just so amazing and speaks to our lives because really nobody, you know, we focus on Jesus, but we also have to look at Mary and how she was. And in this story, Mary is filled with faith. And even when she does not see how things are going to happen, Because the angel tells her about that she's, she's going to be giving birth to a son that he's, you know, that, and how the Lord, and I think Mary had been living her life. She was favored. Why Mary? You know, because, you know, we see, you know, the angel says, the Lord is with you. And Mary, you know, she's not to be worshipped, or, or prayed, or given special titles, but Mary, you know, she deserves recognition in a way, because, you know, she was chosen, because she found favor with God, she was prob- she was most likely humble, and she had a godly life, that pleased God, to such an extent, that he chose her, for this most important task, So I think God was, you know, as I've talked about God prepares us. And I think Mary was being prepared for this, you know, and as she stepped out in obedience in her relationship with the Lord, the Lord decided to choose her. And so her life was changed and, you know, this angel comes and predicts about the Messiah going to come through her, you know, he tells her. And, and it's the biggest cornerstone in our faith about the Immaculate Conception. Many today walk away from and say, well, Jesus, you know, no, that, you know, Mary was not a virgin and, and that, you know, the Holy Spirit did not impregnate her. No, this is a big cornerstone in our faith because Jesus was a hundred percent man and he still is a hundred percent man, hundred percent God. And you can't get that through a man and a woman. And you can't... He had to be spotless, which meant that they he couldn't have the seed of man because of sin. It had to be through a virgin so that Jesus would be pure. And... But I want to point out her reaction because people... And, you know, we do this with our youth group. We always tell the story of Zechariah, and we always tell the story of Mary. We always read these from the Bible about Christmas time. And we asked them, we said, you know, because she says, How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? We always ask them this question. Why wasn't she chastised? You know, what's the difference between her question from Zechariah's? And what it is is Zachariah was in doubt where Mary hers was not doubt. It was clarification because yes, she was a virgin. She hadn't been with a man. She had that right to ask that question. And what it is too is, you know, when the angel answers her, how this is going to happen. He gives her a sign, even though she didn't ask for a sign. He tells her, you know, your relative is going to have a child in her old age. She's in her sixth month. which there we go. She's six months pregnant for nothing is impossible with God. And that is something we really need to surround our belief system in is that nothing is impossible with God, especially in this time with COVID-19. God is not defeated by COVID-19. He's not, you know, as I was praying today that he, even though we don't see it, he is healing this land. He is healing people that are, that have COVID-19. He's healing, even though we don't see it because nothing is impossible for God. And he is our healer. But Mary's answer after the angel explains to her how this is going to happen because it hasn't happened yet we don't know when it exactly happens but even in the midst of she didn't know she was just given some details of the plan she really didn't see the bigger picture and didn't know what was before her faithfully she said i am the lord's servant May it be to me, as you have said, then the angel left her. That was a huge step of faith and submission to God's will and that she trusted his message. She was, you know, submitting to God in his will, even because the thing about it was she wasn't married yet. She hadn't been with a man she could have died for being pregnant with the child. Um, it was a big risk, but she still submitted herself. And we see in the story, she instantly goes and she goes to Judea where to Zachariah and um, Zechariah's and Elizabeth's home. And we see this really interesting, it's so amazing, just this connection that they have and that the baby inside Elizabeth, there was this infilling of the Holy Spirit that happened and even the baby recognized Jesus, you know, and there's this huge, huge You know, and and Elizabeth, you know, her attitude is of humility, of why did the mother of my Lord come to me? She's still humble, even though she got pregnant in her old age. She's still, and she's encouraging Mary during this time and celebrating with her as well. And I think as believers, that's something we can really tap onto is about encouraging each other instead of being against each other and we get into Mary's song which is known as the Magnificent and I probably butchered it but she there's this beautiful song and in this song we know that she recognizes her own need of salvation that she also needed even though she was bearing the savior she recognized herself as as needing salvation as well and so that is just amazing to see and and we see she stays with elizabeth for for about 3 months so just right probably right before John the Baptist is born, then she goes back home and we were in the book of Matthew and I've talked about it, that this is probably the time that Joseph finds out because at this point, Mary's probably three months pregnant. There is no way she can hide this anymore or, well, and I don't think she was going to hide it but she's three months pregnant and that's probably why he was the way he was because he was like, wait a minute and he probably felt hurt, but God cared for Joseph and showed up in a dream for him. And so that is pretty much it. You know, I just want to say, you know, and in final thoughts about Mary and her life that even though she didn't see what was going to happen, You know, she still stepped out in faith and submission and, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, in, in this everyday world, you know, and as I said, we only have one shot to live it, but we have to live it submitted to the Lord. And even though we don't know what's going to happen, even in our situations that we come across, we may not know what's going to happen. But when we faithfully submit to the Lord and trust in who he is and trust what his word says, you know, he's going to meet us right there, you know, and I think, and it's a, it brings peace, you know, to mind. And so that's pretty much it that I wanted to kind of close out with. And I just want to say for the next podcast, we're going to go through numbers. We're going to finish up numbers 35 chapter. 35 verse 1 through chapter 36 verse 13. So we're going to finish up Numbers. Then we're going to go into Psalm 40 verses 1 through 5. We'll probably not talk about Psalm 40 in the next podcast. And then Proverbs chapter 7 verses 13 through 15. We'll definitely not talk about Proverbs 7 yet. And then we are finishing up Luke chapter 1 verses 57 through 80 by talking about the birth of John the Baptist. And so I'm going to end in a prayer, and I just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for who you are, God, and your goodness. Lord, I just lift up everyone today, Lord, and I just pray that you would just work in our hearts, God, that we would live this life serving you, being in submission to you, God. Lord, I pray that you would just guide and direct us in your will and your way today. Lord, help us to to see the giftings you have for us, and help us to be prepared for for what you have for us, Lord. And that, Lord, we just continue to glorify you and magnify you, even when we don't see, you know, even when we don't see what's going on, Lord God. What's how things are going to happen, how things are going to end, and that we just glorify you, we magnify you, knowing that you are at work, and that our faith is is not based on sight, but it's from what's in. and And so, Lord, we just thank you for that, and we just give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, you guys. Mm.